Welcome to the Gaining Control Podcast. At the young age of five, I found myself in the front row of an old country church watching the funeral service of my grandfather. All I could remember from that day was my mother's loud cry, my grandfather's still body in the casket, and the groundkeepers lowering my grandfather's body one crank after another. I was left in total confusion as to why this day has become the event I remember the most of my grandfather. As years passed, I finally understood that my grandfather's death inspired me to encourage others. I started to see death in a whole new way. I began to see the people right in front of me that was living but actually dying. I saw people dying to their decisions, problems, pain, poor habits, and much more. I asked myself, how can I help? What do others need? What's the best way to connect with others and learn their story? And how can I share impactful tips and information to transform other lives? The Gaining Control Podcast was created because I truly believe that you can gain control of your life and live your best life. I'm looking forward to the journey we're about to embark on. I believe this is the time for you to start gaining control. In this episode of the Gaining Control Podcast, we're going to discuss the importance of finding the underlying principle from your pain. Under each painful experience we encounter in life, uh, there's a principle awaiting for us to adopt it, to utilize it correctly to help guide us. And when we utilize this principle the correct way, we experience progression in life. We're growing up in our attempt to move past painful experience in this episode. And that's very key um, to help you to start living the life that you desire to live. What we're going to do is we're going to extract the lessons from our pain and we're going to place our focus on that lesson to help us position ourselves to live a better life. Um, by doing this, this will help us to generate some momentum for us to operate in our power and not repeat our painful experiences. Um, for those that are new, welcome to the Gaining Control podcast. I'm your host and friend, Travis Corley. If this is your first time, I'm truly grateful to have you join me. Um, so currently we're in a series called The New Thinker, and it's a 13-step process. This is step eight of the process. And the objective of this series is to transform your pain into your power. Once again, this is Principle Station, and we're discussing the importance of finding the underlying principle from your pain. So I wanted to just start with a quick story. And at the age of 14, I went to jail with two other friends for stealing cars. We didn't just go to jail for any car. Uh, we was actually going to jail from stealing cars from the movie Fast and the Furious. Yes, the movie Fast and the Furious that had Tyrese, that had uh, that had Ludacris. Um, I mean, who else to name? Uh, Paul Walker. Yes, that movie. Seriously, um, I went to jail at the age of fourteen uh, for Grand Theft Auto from that movie um so what it is is like i said in other episodes i grew up in miami florida as you may know for everybody that's around the world miami florida is like a premier city for not only partying uh but for events and celebrities and just different things and so this movie um was down and i think if i'm not mistaken it was number two um that was down because this was years ago and the warehouse was 
a few blocks away from my home. Um, so I just had came back uh, from playing a basketball game, which we won that day. I remember because I was very happy. And when we got back to depart uh, from our basketball game, um, we had a lot of friends that, that was running up to us and telling us that they're going across the street to the warehouse district because they had the cars from Fast and the Furious located at one of the warehouses, and they had a free public viewing um, going on all day long. And so we got back to the park around 1 p.m., and so we decided, you know what, let's let's grab our lunch uh, from, from our coach and let's walk over here to uh to view the cars and so a lot of my friends we all just got together and we walked over there now as we got to the warehouse uh, many of my friends backed out they got scared um because they seen police officers they seen how they had everything blocked off and taped they seen how they had like autograph sessions for some of the celebrities and there was a lot of people in there and they got scared and they backed out and so they decided that they wasn't going but i decided with two other friends that we're going to go ahead and, and go inside of the warehouse and, and and check out the cars so for a long period of time while we was there we was checking out the cars. We was just looking at them and analyzing them because we was just playing back in our minds and talking about the experience we had from watching the cars in the first movie. And this opportunity that we had now was to see them in person. And so we was mesmerized as kids because you don't get to see this on an everyday basis. And then imagine how many kids watched this movie around the country who was, ev who was every bit of excited as we are. And then yet we had the opportunity to see and experience this movie close up even for you all as grown-ups of seeing fast and the furious imagine you would never think that you have an opportunity to experience touch feel take pictures and smile as you navigate through all of these cars they had for the movie and i can tell you now they had a ton from the police cars um to the cars that the stars actually drove um to the hydraulic system that was in the cars the tires you was able to view so much of the experience from this movie at this warehouse and so we just was looking through the cars and we was just searching through um just looking at everything possible in the car from the steering wheel from the speed in the car from um just uh the navigation system to the radio how they had that system in there and then also too one thing we noticed on the speed um thermometer they had cars that started at zero and the next speed was 60 yes from zero to 60 so in this movie when we seen cars actually speeding by and flying they was legitly driving that fast and so i was just curious and interested in that and so that just kind of took us into like another conversation and it just really fascinated us and so as we went through the day and we was curious looking at cars our curiosity kind of went up to another level and this time we found ourselves sitting in the cars because we discovered that the doors was open to the cars and after discovering the doors was open we really became fascinated and our curiosity led to another step we noticed the keys was in the car and after we sitting down and we acting like we're driving our curiosity went to another level and i had a friend of mine we was all in the car and he stepped on the gas and when he stepped on the gas in front of us with some train tracks because they had the car sitting down, the car touched the train tracks. He stopped the car out of fear, right? Here's the kicker. Out of fear, we ran. 
police officer yelled at us to get out of the car, but out of fear, we ran. That fear came from us growing up in the inner city, and we're seeing whenever a police address you, everybody typically ran. And so our mindset went to what we always see from our environment, and that's run from the police. That was in our movies. That was in our society. That was in our conversations. That was what we saw all the time. So we did what we experienced all the time with African-American males and the police. We ran. And when we ran, um, crazy part about it, you're messing with multimillionaires and their investment. So the helicopter, police cars, in a matter of minutes, probably seconds, um, legitly they're in the sky and they're looking for us. Um, and so when we was caught, I just decided to stop running. Another friend decided to stop running. My, my third friend, he decided he was going to take his chances and keep running. But eventually they brought him back um, to where myself and my other friend was sitting at with another police officer. And so they took us all to jail. Uh, and so that experience was just crazy um, on his own. This incident only happened um, in terms of us still in the cars uh, was because there was another underlying issue, which I want to dive into um, from this story. And this is why I mentioned it. What happened was the reason why I even went to to with my friends was because once there was about 30 of us that got to the fences of the warehouse, 30 of it was probably about 26, 27 of them said, no, I'm not going in because they was fear. They were scared of getting in trouble. The reason why I allowed myself to go um, into the warehouse with two other friends wasn't wasn't really about the cars as I thought for years it was actually about me overcoming the the opinion that other people had about me and that was being a fearful kid and so I thought this was a moment for me to show that I wasn't fearful so because my peers viewed me as fearful I often had this mindset of seeing opportunities to not be fearful so growing up I played basketball a lot and if I didn't drive the ball to the basket in a basketball game, I was told I was fearful. But I but I was just caring for others because I thought about potential injuries for others before I would attempt to drive to the basket. The idea of injuring someone else because I wasn't careful or because I was selfish and I wanted to drive to the basket, that was what I was avoiding because I perceived that if I brought others harm, because I was driving to the basket that I wasn't doing what I knew I would want to do in my heart. And so I, it was one of the things where I, I mostly feared hurting other people. It wasn't that I was a scary individual and I didn't want it to play basketball at this level um, of driving the ball hard and being that type of player. It was that I just didn't want to help. I didn't want to hurt other people. And so People thought because I didn't drive to the basket and I didn't go and take contact like that in basketball, I was a shooter. They thought that I was fearful. And so they carried this notion throughout life that, hey, he's fearful. And so growing up, my nickname was Gator. So you would hear oftentimes a lot of people say Gator was scared to, to drive the ball to the basket. But that just wasn't it. It was just that my heart has always been for helping other people so because i wanted to help people so badly i knew if i harmed them by driving to the basket i knew it would have brought me a great deal of pain and so therefore i tried to avoid at all costs 
hurting somebody else. So I was told over and over as a kid, I was fearful and I just didn't like that. And so when I had the opportunity to prove that I wasn't fearful, I proved it. And that's why I walked into the warehouse to see those cars. It wasn't so much about the cars. It was that at the time when 27 kids or 25, how many it was, was backing away from going in because they was fearful. I knew that was an opportunity for me to show that I wasn't fearful. And that's why I entered the warehouse. So it's just one of the things that I didn't enter to have the mindset to steal a car. I wasn't a fool back then. I knew I couldn't drive, but I also knew stealing these cars was impossible because the amount of police force. Now, that's why I entered. I don't know the motives of my friends, but as we talked, I knew their motives wasn't um, wasn't to go and actually steal the cars themselves either. Um, they had a fascination for the cars as well. And so it was one of them things that we all had different motives that we didn't know about. We just agreed to all enter the same place at the same time. Um, and I'm not even mad for this experience because it actually helped me to find um, an underlying principle um, that I, I knew was a part of my life. I just wasn't aware of it. And when I found out this principle and I started to, to go through the details of this situation that we was in, it helped me to step into the purpose and the calling that I have on my life. That's part of the reason why I'm able to even have a podcast to speak to you is because of this principle, because it, it helped me to learn who it was that I truly was. And so I was able to position myself to really show my heart and my love for helping other people. So for years, I ran from this truth um, and, and running from this truth. It was one of them things. It was hard because I knew my ego was was caught up in this. And, and, and I knew it was one of the things that if I didn't let go of my ego, my pride, and I didn't accept the truth for what it was, I was going to miss out on a guiding principle for my life. And so I wind up letting go of, of my ego and my pride. And like I said, that's why I'm able to live my truth today. And so I wanted to talk to you from the standpoint of rebounding from your painful experience is looking through those experiences and finding out the underlying principle and now putting your focus on the principle instead of the pain and guiding your life from that because that's where your power is at your power is in the principle not the pain and for so many of us we keep our focus on the pain and we never experience the breakthrough of what the principle is now i do understand and i'm going to dive into this later that every painful experience isn't because of something that you may have caused in your own life we deal with pain in other ways like death, breakups. Um, we deal with pain of just what the world is dealing with currently with the coronavirus and watching people, family, um, loved ones, friends, jobs, um, just the, the amount of pain that comes with what we're dealing with now. And that's stuff that we didn't cause, but it's painful. So I'm not going to totally say that this process is going to help solve every painful experience, but I'm telling you that there is a principle to extract out of pain. It's just that my story that I shared to being 14 helped me to realize my power um, because I found the principle and I was able to apply that principle into my life today. But there's other ways that we need to learn how to extract out the principle to apply it to our life according to those other ways of how pain enter our life of us not dealing with 
um, of us not causing the pain in our life. So um, bear with me as I get through the podcast. I'm going to go back and talk about that as well. And so there's there's this 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 fundamental truth about myself um, that I learned through this experience of going through the Fast and the Furious car that I was able to when when I connected to this power um, of caring and loving others. This power led me to just understand the very nature of myself. So in the last episode, I talked about personality tests and the personality test I took and what it revealed to me and this principle from this experience match hand in hand. My heart is for other people. And like I said, that's why I have the podcast. And it was one of them things that it was a sigh of relief, but I knew from this point I can now build the momentum to carry me to the next level in life. And so with this series called The New Thinker, um, if you haven't heard other episodes, I reference it to a train. And the reason why is because we started at pain station. And as we got through this 13 step process, we're at step eight, which is the principal station. I reference it as a train route. And so I started with the A route. Uh, next was the I route and now we're in the last route which is the P route and so I reference it as a train going from station to station and it's going from that pain and it's building power is because this is about building momentum from your pain to your power so you can live your best life and that's what I was able to do when I found the underlying principle to my pain and it helped me that now I'm able to live out of a power of myself and not out of the pain from myself. And that's where I want to help you get to because I truly believe you can start living your best life today. You don't have to wait. You don't have to look forward to another day. You don't have to um, expect for other people to give this to you. This is something that's already with you. You're just not aware of it. So like I said, I wanted to talk about what if you didn't cause the pain that you're experiencing? What do I do? How do I find a principle that's underlying that to start using that principle to help me start living out of my power and out of my pain? And and it's one of the things that I would say this. It's one of them things that every painful experience has a principle. It's just the direction we take to extract that principle may be different. But ultimately, you're extracting a principle from any painful experience. And so let me, for instance, if it's the death of a loved one, right? Um, what it is that's going to happen is you're going to look at that person's life and you're going to say, what was the greatness about them? Even if you're aware of the painful parts of their life, you're going to, you're, you're going to be able to look at their life and say, what was it that they wasn't able to achieve? Why did that pain happen? And you're going to start extracting lessons from that, which you can adopt for yourself, which is going to help you to live a better life. Me, whenever I had, I lose people, um, in my life, I lose loved ones. Um, like I was able to extract lessons from a woman that I considered, um, a, a grandmother that I considered a leader in my life, um, by the name of Miss Rosa Cox. And so I was able to look over her life and I was able to extract the many lessons that I learned from her in, in my life in the 31 years that I had an opportunity to share my life with her. And it was one of them things where as I looked back, I always considered her life to be full. When she passed away and I got the call, I considered her life as full. 
because not only did she raise kids, but she cared for a neighborhood of generation, but she cared for others in a way that the very best things that she believed in, she always was willing to introduce other people to it. No matter how much you may thought about her, no matter how much you didn't want to listen, she always took the time to introduce you to what she thought would help you to become a better person. And because of her, I was able to to learn about um, the good news of Jesus Christ as well. And so it was one of them things that I took what I learned from her and how she approached people, how she loved people, how she cared for her neighborhood, her community, her neighbors, her family. And I was able to utilize what I saw her do. And I, and I brought that to my life and that helped me to become even better in my purpose. And so that's what I'm saying. When it comes down to death, this is one way that you can extract a lesson from somebody to carry um, into your life to help you become an even better person. Um, another thing is a lot of people deal with breakups, right? And they're saying, well, that was a painful experience. What lesson am I extracting out of that? They did me wrong. It was, they did me dirty. You don't understand the story, Travis. You don't understand how I felt. You don't understand what I went through. I gave my all. It was 10, 15, 20 years of my life. And this person did me so wrong. How do I extract something from that? What is it to extract? I was faithful. I gave everything. I get it. But what it is that you extract is you even, you can look at yourself, you can look at them, you can look at the gener the situation in total, and you can say to yourself, because I was good, I learned how to be even faithful even when it wasn't the best situation. You can look at the situation from a standpoint of, hey, you know what? I learned how to actually serve somebody. I learned how to love somebody. I learned how to put others before myself. I learned how to be a servant leader. I learned what a servant heart looked like. And you can say, where can I apply this at? Because that experience is not going to go to waste. What it is you do is you say to yourself, how can I apply that to other parts of my life that I could be a better servant leader, a better service to other people? Because the, the actuality of what you've done doesn't go to waste. It's just that person didn't appreciate you. And so don't allow for yourself to lose the value of caring and loving other people because of how somebody treated you. And the other thing you could do is look at that person's life and you could say, what was they going through that they didn't value what it was that I was bringing to the table? Because ultimately it probably is not even you. It may be an experience that you went through in life that has caused those people to treat you the way that they treated you. So they actually wasn't treating you. For instance, they wasn't treating Brenda. They wasn't treating Nikki. They wasn't treating Travis. They wasn't treating like the actual person. They was treating the situation they was in as such. So don't take it so personal all the time and understand that people do selfish things, not to just harm us, but because they think this is the right thing to do for themselves and that's what selfishness sometimes does it it takes other people for for a ride that they shouldn't be on all because this person is trying to do something for themselves so take you out the situation and you can plug anybody into it it's just that now you say to yourself hey i was faithful and you say i'm gonna carry my faithfulness to somewhere else or something else where somebody is appreciative and they value this and then you look at the selfishness from they it's from their side and you say well i'm not going to be selfish 
I'm not going to be this person. I'm going to keep my focus on being a servant. I'm going to keep my focus on being loving, caring. And this is where you put your purpose at. This is the principle that you need to carry in your life. You need to carry that positive experience to help you move forward, to step into more of the person that you are. And now you're going to live your life from a power station from a powerful standpoint that you're always putting yourself in a situation where you're there to be a servant leader. That is going to bring you more happiness than if you say, if you curse out this person, you're mad, you're angry, and you keep your focus on this person. Extracting the lesson that you can carry in your life to help you move forward is going to bring you more happiness than ever before. So I wanted to say that because I know a lot of times um, it's kind of tough to look at pain that we didn't cause in our life um, as something where we can extract lessons. But there's always lessons to extract um, from your pain. Um, don't ever feel like they're not. And so I just wanted to to um, to to capitalize on that because I know a lot of people um, that they look at their painful experience, that especially the experiences they didn't cause. It was caused by other people or it was caused by life itself, they, they carry so much pity and hurt that they wind up bottling up all their feelings and they never move forward. And so life is about stepping into your power. And yes, I get it. We will all experience pain um, in such ways, but it's about moving forward. It's about progression. And I want you to live your best life. I know you want to live your best life as well. So understand in your life, your pain will subside. But you must analyze your pain for the underlying principle. This principle is the key to set you free to a world of unknown happiness you never knew existed. When you are aware of the principle from your pain, um, you're you're literally going to experience um, a happiness that's, man, beyond your understanding at this point. So I believe that you can experience this happiness. You just have to apply um, the principles um, that from this station. You have to apply... Um, the lesson from from this episode to ensure that you're, you're driving yourself um, to to be your most powerful and you're not reminding yourself of that pain. And and I, like I said um, before, um, this episode is about extracting that principle and carrying your life forward. This is the season for you to do that, especially right now as the world is going the way it is. We don't have no room mentally to carry any more tough defeats in our mind we need to be our most focused so those principles that's under that pain may be the very thing you need to carry you um to the next level in life to help you to navigate such times so this is not the season to be distracted this is the season to be focused to move past um this this pain and, and for us to start going to the next level it takes application you have to apply this stuff to move forward so let's become serious about transformation so we can live our best life the train is exiting principle station next stop next episode purpose station To receive updates and additional content from the Gain and Control podcast, 
Connect with us at Gaining Control Podcast at gmail.com and connect with me personally at Travis K. Corley on all social media sites. Lastly, we want to hear from you. Share with us your personal story. Please email us at gainingcontrolstories at gmail.com. Welcome to the Gaining Control Podcast. At the young age of five, I found myself in the front row of an old country church watching the funeral service of my grandfather. All I could remember from that day was my mother's loud cry, my grandfather's still body in the casket, and the groundkeepers lowering my grandfather's body one crank after another. I was left in total confusion as to why this day has become the event I remember the most of my grandfather. As years passed, I finally understood that my grandfather's death inspired me to encourage others. I started to see death in a whole new way. I began to see the people right in front of me that was living, but actually dying. I saw people dying to their decisions, problems, pain, poor habits, and much more. I asked myself, how can I help? What do others need? What's the best way to connect with others and learn their story? And how can I share impactful tips and information to transform other lives? The Gaining Control Podcast was created because I truly believe that you can gain control of your life and live your best life. I'm looking forward to the journey we're about to embark on. I believe this is the time for you to start gaining control. In this episode of the Gaining Control Podcast, we're going to discuss the importance of finding the underlying principle from your pain. Under each painful experience we encounter in life, uh, there's a principle awaiting for us to adopt it, to utilize it correctly to help guide us. And when we utilize this principle the correct way, we experience progression in life. We're growing up in our attempt to move past painful experience in this episode. And that's very key um, to help you to start living the life that you desire to live. What we're going to do is we're going to extract the lessons from our pain and we're going to place our focus on that lesson to help us position ourselves to live a better life. Um, by doing this, this will help us to generate some momentum for us to operate in our power and not repeat our painful experiences. Um, for those that are new, welcome to the Gaining Control podcast. I'm your host and friend, Travis Corley. If this is your first time, I'm truly grateful to have you join me. Um, so currently we're in a series called The New Thinker, and it's a 13-step process. This is step eight of the process. And the objective of this series is to transform your pain into your power. Once again, this is Principle Station, and we're discussing the importance of finding the underlying principle from your pain. So I wanted to just start with a quick story. And at the age of 14, I went to jail with two other friends for stealing cars. We didn't just go to jail for any car. Uh, we was actually going to jail from stealing cars from the movie Fast and the Furious. Yes, the movie Fast and the Furious that had Tyrese, that had uh, that had Ludacris. Um, I mean, who else to name? Uh, Paul Walker. Yes, that movie. Seriously, um, I went to jail at the age of fourteen uh, for Grand Theft Auto 
from that movie. Um, so what it is, is like I said in other episodes, I grew up in Miami, Florida. As you may know, for everybody that's around the world, Miami, Florida is like a premier city for not only partying, uh, but for events and celebrities and just different things. And so this movie um, was down, and I think if I'm not mistaken, it was number two um, that was down there because this was years ago. And the warehouse was a few blocks away from my home. Um, so... I just had came back uh, from playing a basketball game, which we won that day. I remember because I was very happy. And when we got back to the park uh, from our basketball game, um, we had a lot of friends that that was running up to us and telling us that they're going across the street to the warehouse district because they had the cars from Fast and the Furious located at one of the warehouses and they had a free public viewing um, going on all day long and so we got back to the park around 1 p.m and so we decided you know what let's let's grab our lunch uh from from our coach and let's walk over here to uh to view the cars and so a lot of my friends we all just got together and we walked over there now as we got to the warehouse uh many of my friends backed out they got scared um, because they seen police officers, they seen how they had everything blocked off and taped. They seen how they had like autograph sessions for some of the celebrities. And it was a lot of people in there and they got scared and they backed out. And so they decided that they wasn't going, but I decided with two other friends that we're going to go ahead and, and go inside of the warehouse and, and, and check out the cars. So for a long period of time, while we was there, we was checking out the cars. We was just looking at them and analyzing them because we was just playing back in our minds and talking about the experience we had from watching the cars in the first movie. And this opportunity that we had now was to see them in person. And so we was mesmerized as kids because you don't get to see this on an everyday basis. And then imagine how many kids watched this movie around the country who was, ev who was every bit of excited as we are. And then yet we had the opportunity to see and experience this movie close up. Even for you all as grown-ups of seeing Fast and the Furious, imagine you would never think that you have an opportunity to experience, touch, feel, take pictures, and smile as you navigate through all of these cars they had for the movie. And I can tell you now, they had a ton from the police cars um, to the cars that the stars actually drove um, to the hydraulic system that was in the cars, the tires, you was able to view so much of the experience from this movie at this warehouse. And so we just was looking through the cars and we was just searching through, um, just looking at everything possible in a car from the steering wheel, from the speed in the car, from, um, just, uh, the navigation system to the radio, how they had that system in there. And then also too, one thing we noticed on the speed, um, thermometer, they had cars that started at zero and the next speed, was 60 yes from zero to 60 so in this movie when we seen cars actually speeding by and flying they was legitly driving that fast and so i was just curious and interested in that and so that just kind of took us into like another conversation and it just really fascinated us and so as we went through the day and we was curious looking at cars our curiosity kind of went up to another level and this time we found ourselves sitting in the cars because we discovered 
that the doors was open to the cars. And after discovering the doors was open, we really became fascinated. And our curiosity led to another step. We noticed the keys was in the car. And after we sitting down and we acting like we're driving, our curiosity went to another level. And I had a friend of mine, we was all in the car, and he stepped on the gas. And when he stepped on the gas in front of us with some train tracks, because they had the car sitting down, the car touched the train tracks. He stopped the car out of fear, right? Here's the kicker. Out of fear, we ran. Police officer yelled at us to get out of the car, but out of fear, we ran. That fear came from us growing up in the inner city, and we're seeing whenever a police address you, everybody typically ran. And so our mindset went to what we always see from our environment, and that's run from the police. That was in our movies. That was in our society. That was in our conversations. That was what we saw all the time. So we did what we experienced all the time with African-American males and the police. We ran. And when we ran, um, crazy part about it, you're messing with multimillionaires and their investment. So the helicopter, police cars, in a matter of minutes, probably seconds, um, legitly they're in the sky and they're looking for us. Um, and so when we was caught, I just decided to stop running. Another friend decided to stop running. My, my third friend, he decided he was going to take his chances and keep running, but eventually they brought him back um, to where myself and my other friend was sitting at with another police officer. And so they took us all to jail. Uh, and so that experience was just crazy um, on his own. This incident only happened um, in terms of us still in the cars, uh, was because there was another underlying issue which I want to dive into um, from this story, and this is why I mentioned it. What happened was the reason why I even went to to with my friends was because once there was about thirty of us that got to the fences of the warehouse, thirty of it was probably about twenty six, twenty seven of them said, "No, I'm not going in," because they was fear they were scared of getting in trouble. The reason why I allowed myself to go um, into the warehouse with two other friends wasn't wasn't really about the cars as I thought for years. It was actually about me overcoming the the opinion that other people had about me, and that was being a fearful kid. And so I thought this was a moment for me to show that I wasn't fearful. So because my peers viewed me as fearful. I often had this mindset of seeing opportunities to not be fearful. So growing up, I played basketball a lot. And if I didn't drive the ball to the basket in a basketball game, I was told I was fearful. But I but I was just caring for others because I thought about potential injuries for others before I would attempt to drive to the basket. The idea of injuring someone else because I wasn't careful or because I was selfish and I wanted to drive to the basket, that was what I was avoiding because I perceived that if I brought others harm because I was driving to the basket, that I wasn't doing what I knew I would want to do in my heart. And so I, it was one of the things where I, I mostly feared hurting other people. It wasn't that I was a scary individual and I didn't want it to play basketball at this level um, of driving the ball hard and being that type of player. It was that, I just didn't want to help. I didn't want to hurt other people. And so 
people thought because I didn't drive to the basket and I didn't go and take contact like that in basketball, I was a shooter. They thought that I was fearful. And so they carried this notion throughout life that, hey, he's fearful. And so growing up, my nickname was Gator. So you would hear oftentimes a lot of people say Gator was scared to to drive the ball to the basket. But that just wasn't it. It was just that my heart has always been for helping other people. So because I wanted to help people so badly, I knew if I harmed them, by driving to the basket, I knew it would have brought me a great deal of pain. And so, therefore, I tried to avoid at all costs hurting somebody else. So I was told over and over as a kid I was fearful. And I just didn't like that. And so when I had the opportunity to prove that I wasn't fearful, I proved it. And that's why I walked into the warehouse to see those cars. It wasn't so much about the cars. It was that at the time when 27 kids or 25, how many it was, was backing away from going in because they was fearful. I knew that was an opportunity for me to show that I wasn't fearful. And that's why I entered the warehouse. So it's just one of the things that I didn't enter to have the mindset to steal a car. I wasn't a fool back then. I knew I couldn't drive, but I also knew stealing these cars was impossible because of the amount of police force. Now, that's why I entered. I don't know the motives of my friends, but as we talked, I knew their motives wasn't um, wasn't to go and actually steal the cars themselves either. Um, they had a fascination for the cars as well. And so it was one of them things that we all had different motives that we didn't know about. We just agreed to all enter the same place at the same time. Um, and I'm not even mad for this experience because it actually helped me to find um, an underlying principle um, that I, I knew was a part of my life. I just wasn't aware of it. And when I found out this principle and I started to to go through the details of this situation that we was in, it helped me to step into the purpose and the calling that I have on my life. That's part of the reason why I'm able to even have a podcast to speak to you is because of this principle, because it, it helped me to learn who it was that I truly was. And so I was able to position myself to really show my heart and my love for helping other people. So for years, I ran from this truth um, and, and running from this truth. It was one of them things. It was hard because I knew my ego was was caught up in this. And, and, and I knew it was one of the things that if I didn't let go of my ego, my pride, and I didn't accept the truth for what it was, I was going to miss out on a guiding principle for my life. And so I wind up letting go of, of my ego and my pride. And like I said, that's why I'm able to live my truth today. And so I wanted to talk to you from the standpoint of rebounding from your painful experience is looking through those experiences and finding out the underlying principle and now putting your focus on the principle instead of the pain and guiding your life from that because that's where your power is at. Your power is in the principle, not the pain. And for so many of us, we keep our focus on the pain and we never experience the breakthrough of what the principle is. Now, I do understand, and I'm going to dive into this later, that every painful experience isn't because of something that you may have caused in your own life. We deal with pain in other ways like death, breakups. Um, we deal with pain of just what the world is dealing with currently with the coronavirus and watching people, family, um, loved ones, friends, jobs, um, just the, the amount of 
pain that comes with what we're dealing with now. And that's stuff that we didn't cause, but it's painful. So I'm not going to totally say that this process is going to help solve every painful experience. But I'm telling you that there is a principle to extract out of pain. It's just that my story that I shared to being 14 helped me to realize my power um, because I found the principle and I was able to apply that principle into my life today. But there's other ways that we need to learn how to extract out the principle to apply it to our life according to those other ways of how pain enter our life of us not dealing with um, of us not causing the pain in our life. So um, bear with me as I get through the podcast. I'm going to go back and talk about that as well. And so there's there's this 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 fundamental truth about myself um, that I learned through this experience of going through the Fast and the Furious car that I was able to, when, when I connected to this power um, of caring and loving others, this power led me to just understand the very nature of myself. So in the last episode, I talked about personality tests and the personality test I took and what it revealed to me and this principle from this experience match hand in hand. My heart is for other people. And like I said, that's why I have the podcast. And it was one of them things that it was a sigh of relief, but I knew from this point I can now build the momentum to carry me to the next level in life. And so with this series called The New Thinker, um, if you haven't heard other episodes, I reference it to a train. And the reason why is because we started at pain station. And as we got through this 13 step process, we're at step eight, which is the principal station. I reference it as a train route. And so I started with the A route. Our next was the I route. And now we're in the last route, which is the P route. And so I reference it as a train going from station to station. And it's going from that pain and it's building power is because this is about building momentum from your pain to your power so you can live your best life. And that's what I was able to do when I found the underlying principle to my pain. And it helped me that now I'm able to live out of a power of myself and not out of the pain from myself. And that's where I want to help you get to because I truly believe you can start living your best life today. You don't have to wait. You don't have to look forward to another day. You don't have to um, expect for other people to give this to you. This is something that's already with you. You're just not aware of it. So like I said, I wanted to talk about what if you didn't cause the pain that you're experiencing? What do I do? How do I find a principle that's underlying that to start using that principle to help me start living out of my power and not of my pain? And, and it's one of the things that I would say this It's one of the things that every painful experience has a principle. It's just the direction we take to extract that principle may be different, but ultimately you're extracting a principle from any painful experience. And so let me, for instance, if it's the death of a loved one, right? Um, what it is that's going to happen is you're going to look at that person's life and you're going to say, what was the greatness about them? Even if you're aware of the painful parts of their life, you're going to, you're, you're going to be able to look at their life and say, what was it that they wasn't able to achieve? Why did that pain happen? And you're going to start extracting lessons from that, which you can adopt for yourself, which is going to help you to live a better life. Me, whenever I, ha I lose people, 
um, in my life, I lose loved ones. Um, like I was able to extract lessons from a woman that I considered um, a, a grandmother that I considered a leader in my life um, by the name of Miss Rosa Cox. And so I was able to look over her life and I was able to extract the many lessons that I learned from her in, in my life in the 31 years that I had an opportunity to share my life with her. And it was one of them things where as I look back, I always considered her life to be full. When she passed away and I got the call, I considered her life as full because not only did she raise kids, but she cared for a neighborhood of generation, but she cared for others in a way that the very best things that she believed in, she always was willing to introduce other people to it. No matter how much you may thought about her, no matter how much you didn't want to listen, she always took the time to introduce you to what she thought would help you to become a better person. And because of her, I was able to to learn about um, the good news of Jesus Christ as well. And so it was one of them things that I took what I learned from her and how she approached people, how she loved people, how she cared for her neighborhood, her community, her neighbors, her family. And I was able to utilize what I saw her do and I and I brought that to my life and that helped me to become even better in my purpose and so that's what I'm saying when it comes down to death this is one way that you can extract the lesson from somebody to carry um, into your life to help you become an even better person um, another thing is a lot of people deal with breakups right and they're saying well that was a painful experience what lesson am I extracting out of that? They did me wrong. It was, they did me dirty. You don't understand the story, Travis. You don't understand how I felt. You don't understand what I went through. I gave my all. It was 10, 15, 20 years of my life. And this person did me so wrong. How do I extract something from that? What is it to extract? I was faithful. I gave everything. I get it. But what it is that you extract is you even, you can look at yourself. You can look at them. You can look at the gener the situation in total. And you can say to yourself, because I was good, I learned how to be even faithful, even when it wasn't the best situation. You can look at the situation from a standpoint of, hey, you know what? I learned how to actually serve somebody. I learned how to love somebody. I learned how to put others before myself. I learned how to be a servant leader. I learned what a servant heart looked like. And you can say, where can I apply this at? Because that experience is not going to go to waste. What it is you do is you say to yourself, how can I apply that to other parts of my life that I could be a better servant leader, a better service to other people? Because the, the actuality of what you've done doesn't go to waste. It's just that person didn't appreciate you. And so don't allow for yourself to lose the value of caring and loving other people because of how somebody treated you. And the other thing you could do is look at that person's life and you can say, what was they going through that they didn't value what it was that I was bringing to the table? Because ultimately it probably is not even you. It may be an experience that you went through in life that has caused those people to treat you the way that they treated you. So they actually wasn't treating you. For instance, they wasn't treating Brenda. They wasn't treating Nikki. They wasn't treating Travis. They wasn't treating like the actual person. They was treating the situation they was in as such. So 
don't take it so personal all the time and understand that people do selfish things not to just harm us but because they think this is the right thing to do for themselves and that's what selfishness sometimes does it it takes other people for for a ride that they shouldn't be on all because this person is trying to do something for themselves so take you out the situation and you can plug anybody into it it's just that now you say to yourself hey i was faithful and you say i'm gonna carry my faithfulness to somewhere else or something else where somebody is appreciative and they value this and then you look at the selfishness from they it's from their side and you say well i'm not going to be selfish I'm not going to be this person. I'm going to keep my focus on being a servant. I'm going to keep my focus on being loving, caring. And this is where you put your purpose at. This is the principle that you need to carry in your life. You need to carry that positive experience to help you move forward, to step into more of the person that you are. And now you're going to live your life from a power station from a powerful standpoint that you're always putting yourself in a situation where you're there to be a servant leader. That is going to bring you more happiness than if you say, if you curse out this person, you're mad, you're angry, and you keep your focus on this person. Extracting the lesson that you can carry in your life to help you move forward is going to bring you more happiness than ever before. So I wanted to say that because I know a lot of times um, it's kind of tough to look at pain that we didn't cause in our life um, as something where we can extract lessons. But there's always lessons to extract um, from your pain. Um, don't ever feel like they're not. And so I just wanted to to um, to to capitalize on that because I know a lot of people um, that they look at their painful experience, that especially the experiences they didn't cause. It was caused by other people or it was caused by life itself. They, they carry so much pity and hurt that they wind up bottling up all their feelings and they never move forwards. And so life is about stepping into your power. And yes, I get it. We will all experience pain um, in such ways, but it's about moving forward. It's about progression. And I want you to live your best life. I know you want to live your best life as well. So understand in your life, your pain will subside. But you must analyze your pain for the underlying principle. This principle is the key to set you free to a world of unknown happiness you never knew existed. When you are aware of the principle from your pain, um, you're you're literally going to experience um, a happiness that's, man, beyond your understanding at this point. So I believe that you can experience this happiness. You just have to apply um, the principles um, that from this station. You have to apply um, the lesson from from this episode to ensure that you're, you're driving yourself um, to to be your most powerful and you're not reminding yourself of that pain. And and I, like I said um, before, um, this episode is about extracting that principle and carrying your life forward. This is the season for you to do that, especially right now as the world is going the way it is. We don't have no room mentally to carry any more tough defeats in our mind we need to be our most focused so those principles that's under that pain may be the very thing you need to carry you um to the next level in life to help you to navigate such times so this is not the season to be distracted this is the season to be focused to move past um this this pain and, and for us to start going to the next level it takes application you have to apply this stuff 
to move forward. So let's become serious about transformation so we can live our best life. The train is exiting Principal Station. Next stop, next episode, Purpose Station. To receive updates and additional content from the Gain and Control Podcast, connect with us at Gain and Control Podcast at gmail.com and connect with me personally at Travis K. Corley on all social media sites. Lastly, we want to hear from you. Share with us your personal story. Please email us at gainingcontrolstories at gmail.com.